Lunch with Pippa Hudson. And now, Consumer Talk featuring Wendy Nola. Wendy is with us in studio today to talk recycling, to talk changing the plugs on electronic appliances and whatever else is on your consumer mind this afternoon. A reminder that if you want to join the conversation, perhaps share your own experience on the topic or ask a question, the line to dial is 0214460567. You're also welcome to send a voice note to 0725671567. Welcome back, Wendy. Hi, Pippa. Good to be here. You want to talk again about the issue of producers taking responsibility for the products they put out into the waste stream. Yes, indeed. And it was an email from Mary Martin. She not doesn't live in the Western Cape. She lives in Gauteng, but it's a, a, the stalls she dealt with and the issues that she's dealing with um, app- apply to all of us. Yeah. yeah. Um, so her email prompted us to delve into the extent to which producers of packaging are currently taking responsibility for getting that packaging into the recycling stream. And it's particularly relevant because whereas before it was a voluntary thing on these on the supply chain's behalf is to, you know, try and get the stuff recycled. Mostly legally they could wash their hands and put the stuff out there and not worry about not it. And that's problem. now changed this okay. year. So this is what uh, Mary wrote. We recently had to replace both our dishwasher and washing machine. They were delivered in boxes with a large amount of polystyrene packaging and not unpacked. And that would be my first thing. I always get people to unpack it. Number one, you want to see that there's no shop scratches soiling and, and scratches yeah. or whatever. And number two, they must they can take it take away, away. and not just to spare you the problem as we'll um just as we'll hear a little later um she said did mary i did not feel comfortable with just dumping the polystyrene in the refuse bin and the recycling site that i frequent only takes glass plastic paper and tins so i contacted macro head office and was told by a very disinterested individual to just put it in the bin all attempts to contact Macro Strubens Valley failed until yesterday. I spoke to the large appliance manager who was equally disinterested and said the same thing. I also contacted Game Cradlestone Mall regarding the polystyrene. Game, of course, and Macro being part of, of, of the Mass Mart. Group, yeah. Yeah. Their response was the same, but they referred me to Samsung since I'd bought a Samsung top loader. Samsung was totally indifferent as well. Not their problem. So a lot of consumers would have given up then, but not oh, Mary. Not she Mary. was determined to find a solution, and she did eventually find a solution. She's on the line to tell us what it was. Mary, thank you so much for joining us on the show this afternoon. Welcome to Cape Talk. Thank you very much, and I do appreciate your attention to this matter. I Yes, I, as you heard, this is the easy route I followed. Yeah. Um, I then found a polystyrene recycling company based in Rudaput, and I spoke to a very helpful gentleman by the name of Gary. And um, he eventually agreed to collect the polystyrene, which is quite a large amount, from my home. Usually they wouldn't collect what was to them a fairly small amount. Yeah. But they had tried in, in, to engage with large appliance retailers to provide some kind of um, receptacle where it could be placed and then they would collect it in bulk. Um, but he said he hadn't really had that much success with that mm. at, at the time that I spoke to him. But he very kindly did send somebody around to my home, and it was uplifted last week. 
That's fantastic. So, yeah. so let's just acknowledge Gary of Supreme Mouldings in Rudapur who made yes. the effort to take that polystyrene off Mary's hands and make sure it does get properly recycled. Um, uh, so well done to them, uh, Wendy, for, for taking the initiative. Yeah, that's yeah. Just, um, Gary, I think his name is Greenberg of Supreme Mouldings. So they make uh, the ceiling, ceiling cornices. Oh, they um, look wonderful. They yeah. do. I yeah. I'm in a, live in a fairly new build and, and the, all the cornices are like that. And what we didn't think of was we put some bunk beds in the one time tiny room and one little individual who was rather close more close to those cornices than the manufacturers intended discovered it was quite fun to stick his thumb (laughs) to them but obviously that's not the usual situation they're normally far too far away from little fingers Um, yes so that's one of the things that that recycled polystyrene is is used for Um, and you know it's very lightweight does the job looks great um, and that's that. So unfortunately, I couldn't get hold of Gary. But um, yeah, the, the point is, um, at Mary's ended her email by saying, I feel strongly that this is an environmental issue which should be investigated and would be interested to hear your thoughts on the matter, which sent me down a large rabbit hole uh, yeah. for several days. Um, because yes, um, I reported on it briefly, but I haven't really gone into any depth um, about the um, the national... Environmental Management's Waste Act Section 18, which now, since the beginning of the year, um, compels producers of all forms of plastic um, and other forms of weight to to, to take responsibility. To take responsibility yeah. Yeah. Okay, so before we delve into what that law says, Mary, just, just in conclusion with you, thank you. I'm so glad that you found a solution in the end. And I say well done to you for being uh, so persistent in, in being determined to find one. What sort of impressions have you been left with after this exercise, though? I mean, it must leave a, a bit of a bad feeling in, in, you know, that, that so many people just brushed you off. Well, it's not unfortunate. I'm definitely not seeking to get anyone into trouble, but I do believe that it's everybody's responsibility to, to take care of our environment. And um, one repeatedly hears that landfill sites are, are filling up. And um, yeah, the last thing I would like to see is a whole lot of polystyrene or other matter just blowing around and, and doing damage to the environment. So I just feel that it is up to each individual to take responsibility for this and um, and you know that's why I, I carried on with this until I came up with a solution it took in the reason of about six weeks before sure. the problem was solved but I felt fairly determined that it, it should be solved and that I was not going to put it in my bin it wouldn't have put it in any event there was too much of it yeah and um, I just you know I think that we should, we should all just Do try and bit. take care of things as best we can Mary Martin, well, well done to you for the tenacity involved. And thank you for highlighting a very important issue. I'm happy to say someone's already WhatsApped to tell me that polystyrene is accepted for recycling at our municipal dump in Weinberg. That's good to know. Some yeah. some smaller ones won't, but I've I've been telling people for years that it's it's it is sought after um, by the likes of Supreme Mouldings yes, and and it, yeah. and it's used. And I, I remember it won an award. This, um, I think it was a Cape Town entrepreneur that took polystyrene and, and added it to, in short, mixed it with cement and created these bricks, I remember that story. which is used yes. in in very low cost and high cost housing. In in low cost housing, it's um, it's it's fire resistant, which is a huge boon. Yeah, and it's and it also has a and in, in well, all housing it is. Um, 
uh, what's the word? It's a sound deadening. Okay. Very, um, what we use in acoustically yes. Soundproofing, yes. Yeah. So you, we could be sitting here for all we know with bits of polystyrene in these Possibly walls in the to deaden the sound yeah. and above. I'm pretty sure I'm looking above, yes. So, um, Okay, yes. but, but it raises this very important thing that you've mentioned, that this isn't any longer a voluntary issue, that in fact manufacturers are yes. meant to be by law taking responsibility for what they put into the system. Wendy, it's, it's, it's as you said, that National Environmental Management Waste Act, Section 18. 18. So um, tell us a bit more. So they were compelled, it's, it's been a long road and the dates have shifted a little bit, but in short, and I hope I'm not messing up the dates because... Um, there were some conflicting reports, but um, they were compelled um, to, re- well, the, the producers, the pr- production chain are compelled to um, look after, worry about what happens to all forms of plastic and other forms of packaging and electronic waste. There's a whole, and lighting, a whole list of things. Pay the appropriate fees to the um, appropriate um, uh, scheme, EPR scheme. Um, and from January this year to fulfill certain monitoring and reporting obligations. So they've got to be saying, um, technically anyway, this is in its, in its infancy, but say what, it, you know, take account for what happened to the, what they put out and yep. what what was fed back into the recycling stream. Um, so to put it simply, every producer of packaging must take full financial responsibility for the collection and treatment of end of life of identified products, and that includes polystyrene. And as Mar- as Mary said, rather, um, we all have a, we consumers also have a responsibility and all the people I spoke to in the last few days said you know it's not for consumers to sit back and what expect people to drive to your home and get get it unfetched no, from you yeah they, we need to play our role find out what the ideal thing to do with our various bits of waste is and then do that to prevent it clogging our landfills choking our sea life yeah. and and um, ending up as as litter but don't take our word for it. We've got a guest to talk to us a bit more about what's involved here. Uh, from Polyco, who we've spoken to before, it's the not-for-profit Plastics Responsibility Organisation. And Francois Marais is their extended producer responsibility expert. So this is right in his ballpark of expertise. Francois, thank you so much for joining us on the show this afternoon. Welcome to Cape Talk. Good afternoon and thank you very much for the opportunity. So having heard what Mary went through trying to get her polystyrene recycled, are you surprised by the resistance she got when she was engaging with the the retailers and producers? Um, I'm surprised because I think people should have changed uh, their attitude already, but um, I'm also in some other ways not surprised because uh, EPR regulations have just come into effect um, and I do believe that going forward, um, these sort of uh, situations will be prevented. Okay. I hope so. Um, t- uh, yeah, okay. So the EPR that you mentioned, the Extended Producer Responsibility, um, can you uh, tell us a little bit more about um, the, the scope of activities that, that, that Polycom uh, manages in that respect? Certainly. So um, Extended Producer Responsibility <laughs> Regulation um, aims for a producer to take the full financial responsibility uh, of uh, getting their product back and treated uh, at the end of its life. And Polico therefore um, represents its members in um, making this happen in terms of the uh, EPR schemes. Okay, and and polystyrene, when we chatted off-air, Francois, um, polystyrene, 
some of your members do produce polystyrene, but they're more for the packaging sector, the, the, the clam packages for fast food, etc., which as a beachgoer, one often does unfortunately see in, in, in broken down bits on our beaches. Um, so how responsive um, has have the manufacturers um, of those packaging um, solutions been with regard to the responsibility to, to, to see through that packaging and get it, get it treated at the end of its life? And and then which organization, if not um, Polycode, is responsible for the, the, the large, those large blocks of, of polystyrene that um, ensure that our fridges and chest freezers and washing machines aren't damaged by the time they get to us? Okay, yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Um, so, so most of Polico's members, in terms of the polystyrene situation, um, are food uh, packaging manufacturers. Mm-hmm. Um, the the other other effect is that producers can decide which producer responsibility organisation they which wish to okay. join. And I think most of the um, big appliances, um, there's also another uh, EPR regulation in place, which is uh, electronic and electronic waste. And um, some of those PROs have also registered for packaging, paper and packaging, so they can do both. Um, and I think in this particular case, um, that would be uh, Iwasa, uh, which is, I think, the, the electronic waste um, producer mm-hmm. um, that's also taken responsibility for their uh, packaging. Um, however, wherever uh, Polico has a project, we would not show away or push away uh, any other um, manufacturer's um, polystyrene waste, if you like, and we would still take that. That's good to hear because that would end, <clears throat> it would cause a lot of frustration, I think, for the consumer and maybe make them sort of not that keen on on the whole recycling responsibility if it starts to becoming you know too much of a of a schlep for them with all the various you know organizations um just quickly on the on the subject of um polystyrene as used as uh, you know, takeaway food containers um have you noticed the industry moving away from polystyrene to w- what's perceived to be more environmentally friendly packaging such as bamboo based containers so, so there's always um, the issue about designing for purpose, and that yeah. would be to save as much uh, food losses or prevent as much food losses as possible. I mean, currently in the world, I think it's around 30 to 40% of all is, food yes. that's produced, which goes to waste. And I mean, we, we don't want to um, improve one end and, and have a, a situation on the other as well. So it's unintended consequences. Um, However, uh, polystyrene has a very, very definite uh, job to play in preventing uh, food um, waste. And therefore, it's, it's a very good product in terms of uh, its purpose. It is, however, a little bit uh, challenging to, uh, to collect and recycle, especially in terms of contamination, because food normally gets of course, back in yeah, it. Yeah. However, with the uh, extended producer responsibility uh, starting now um, and there's a long road ahead of us and I think uh, the important thing to understand is that something is happening and it will take a while for everybody to get onto board etc but definite plans will be in place and will be put into place challenges and opportunities will be explored 
uh, fees will be collected, money will be directed into uh, finding those solutions and actually uh, uh, putting them in place. So it's actually extremely exciting what's happening. And uh, I think uh, being a greenie myself, um, I'm very excited that uh, we are definitely now going to be able to start doing something about what we should have been doing long, long time ago. That is wonderful news. Uh, just one last question, Francois. If What would you suggest if you could go back and Mary hadn't yet taken delivery of those large appliances with all that polystyrene, what would you adv- have advised her to do um, when that when the delivery arrived? Fine. Um, I, I'm certainly a believer of um, of uh, when when that product arrives at my home is that I would need to unpack it immediately and give them their, um, their packaging back. It is always easier to collect <coughs> um Packaging from a from one point, of course, rather than trying to get it from ten thousand points. Um, and the the chances that it will end up in environment, <coughs> excuse me, and in uh, landfill um, is higher if you don't do it at a, at a single selection point. So my advice would be: is when you decide on the appliance and you see the type of packaging that your appliance would come in. That you negotiate that um, they take the packaging back when you um, when you actually get it delivered. Um, I, in fact, uh, have actually just uh, done a presentation at Wastecon and I got a small little gift, which is a coffee cup, and it was in a, in a lot of packaging. And I actually unpacked it, left the packaging there with those two ones. Love it. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, Great to have you with us today, Francois Marais, who is the EPR specialist, Extended Producer Responsibility at Polyco. They are a not-for-profit plastics responsibility organization and really appreciate your input on the subject, Francois. There's one more thing about that, actually. Yeah. Another good reason to do it is that you can see, which as often happens, that there was a little dent or a scratch or something on the appliance, and you've Check got it. the delivery person right there. You can take the pictures, and there can be none of this. Well, you could have done it after delivery. So another good reason to go through that exercise. Unwrap it immediately. Let yes. them take the polystyrene and plastic away with them, and you've got proof that it's in good condition. I, I do think that's a great idea. Thank you. Okay, so we've heard there from Francois about what should be happening and is meant to be happening in terms of the new legislation. Obviously, that's hadn't filtered down to the people that Mary was engaging with. And after the 2.30 news headlines, um, I will let you know what Wendy found out when she put that point to both Samsung and Macro and challenged them on the response that, that Mary received. Uh, we'll also take several messages coming through about recycling issues and plastic packaging, which have come through on our WhatsApp line. Keep those coming to 72 Okay, back to consumer talk, back to the issue of the polystyrene that uh, Mary just could not get manufacturers to take back. Uh, Can we do a very short summarised version of what they told you, Wendy, when you challenged them on the fact that they should have been taking responsibility for that polystyrene? I I can see why you say short version because (laughs) they're they're long-winded. Okay, so MassMart said that they did uh, pilot a a consumer packaging waste e-cycling scheme, which didn't have much of a response, so they... um, 
they can that. Um, we regularly review product packaging options. So he's talking about um, looking at other things other than polystyrene, but it's an ongoing process. Um, and um, for now, we are um, we're stuck with the polystyrene, which isn't a problem. Any form of plastic, it's not the plastic that's the problem. It's it's what it's happens, what happens to it after it's yeah. yeah. It shouldn't be single use. It shouldn't land up doing all those horrible things to the environment. Um, and okay, and then he says um, they're looking at um, some kind of molded plant fiber board, and then. And then he said what a few others have said to me. This is the spokesman for MassMart. Is there not a point at which consumers take accountability for their purchasing decisions? If the product were to be damaged, we would clearly be held accountable for the damage. To guard against this, we and our suppliers therefore ensure safe and affordable packaging. These products are not overpackaged. To protect the product, does this intuitively imply that we are therefore obliged to provide a packaging disposal service? or that our store managers should be recycling experts. Well, not intuitively. The law requires it now. Yeah, it, it involves um, it involves retailers as well. And also, we're in 2022. I mean, that's this a global imperative. I mean, we've all seen the documentaries about we, the, 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 what the is terrible state yeah. that we've got ourselves into. And and as I said earlier, we have some responsibility as consumers. Yes, both in, in what we buy. And I've spoken about don't buy the water in the blue bottle or, you know, mm. we want clear or very light blue but because those have value the others don't and they're more likely to stay as litters the waste because are not interested in them because they're not going to get much for them they contaminate um the recyclate anyway so yes and but you what how what does it take for the teams that deal with the consumers yeah you have a a face-to-face you have an engagement with a consumer, right? Why yeah. not equip them with information for those that, that ask and also for those that maybe on the delivery slip to say, should you want to recycle? We can take it back. From we can take yeah. it back or, you know, these Here are the numbers to, to phone. This, it just, you know, why wouldn't you want to enable that process? Yeah, um, it would so seem like a no-brainer, it, it, and it would seem like such an easy thing we're to going do to, get there. to upskill your staff to, to communicate but like that. evidence of how far we've got to go. It is a collaborative. We all have yeah. to play a part. Let's hold hands. Let's help each other. Let's equip each other with information that's useful um, to help this happen. Samsung. Uh, Mark McKay said we're committed to pursuing sustainability, blah, blah, blah. We... Um, we have two authorized partners that handle our e-waste, and he's named them Ilanga Waste and Matongoni Recycling. Um, they can be contacted directly for any drop-off of, of e-waste and packaging. We're also in the process of expanding this offering by partnering with Iwasa, which is what we heard Francois mentioning there. Yep. They look after electronic waste to set up additional drop-off and collection points. Um, and again, if they've gone so far as to appoint two designated packaging partners, why are they not telling that when a customer asks about get, recycling? We get to there. He yeah. says, I'm not sure what Ms. Martin's point of contact was, but we do conduct regular training on this matter as, on, as part of our ongoing training plans. I've also raised this with our service team to ensure that we continue to communicate these recycling options. So let's hope Mary's email does have the Jolts effect. And just finally, yeah. if you have Samsung... Um, e-waste you can specifically you can drop it off around the country but you, we, we're wanting to um, those are the, the appliances at, themselves at, at, not sorry, the, at, yeah. at Samsung service centres yes those are the appliances themselves but the packaging obviously would be so nice to see them creating Offering those as because well. as Francois says 
it's so much easier for the big recyclers to collect at these major points rather than trying to get it from all the little depots around the country that we To get a big skip from macro rather than yes. small amounts from six households as well. Makes a lot yes. of sense. Yeah. Up, and I'm going to keep coming back to this issue at least once a year and see what improvement there is on, on that. I mean, yeah. I'm so... I'm so um, impressed with 6060 they're just little packets but they tell you on the packet collect a few of them flat pack them no more than 10 and give them to the, your next delivery driver take them back and they you, take yeah. and it just makes you feel warm fuzzy towards the company it, that it they're actually taking it. responsibility yeah. for those brown bags yeah getting them recycled so a couple of interesting whatsapps and voice notes coming in and Fred, uh, we'll come to you in just a second with your recycling question but we have on the whatsapp from chateau gatto they're saying telling uh, me we won a packaging award about five years ago when we replaced all of our poly cake boxes with board the same and sometimes better freezing capabilities and it's stronger than polystyrene and i remember that because i was a judge on that on panel that packaging. okay <laughs> yes. well there we go well well done, Chateau Gatto. Um, and then, okay, somebody telling me we have a superb guy who collects nearly everything from our part of the southern suburbs for free, but he says he cannot take polystyrene because there's only one place that will take it and they've got too much to deal with. Well, we heard earlier from somebody saying emphatically Weinberg Dump is taking polystyrene, so that's good to know. Did you say dump such a last century? Oh, I'm so, so sorry. That's very <laughs> un-PC, whatever it's called. What that call one it? in Weinberg, okay. <laughs> Collection depot or something. And then... Um, um, yeah, Anonymous saying, whenever I buy a donut or something else from the deli counter at Woolworths, I always exclaim when they're trying to put it in plastic and I insist on paper, but the staff think I'm crazy every single time. This just means the staff have absolutely no mindfulness about plastic. And this from a company whose ethos, sorry, is this not part of the company ethos beyond greenwashing is, is the question. And in a similar vein, Anne in Fredhook saying, I'm so disappointed in my local clicks. They insist on putting already packaged medications into plastic bags before they go into the cage to take to the cashier. For a very brief time, the dispensary offered paper bags to my joy. And when I went back a few days later, the plastic was back. When I asked why, I was told management had decided the paper bags were too expensive. I was about to say, at least it was honest. But yeah. yeah. Her point is, how can an individual make a difference to environmental issues when the corporates are only interested in the bottom line? Yeah. We've also got a voice note. Let's take a listen to that. Um, I noticed that we are still paying, or look here, we're still buying plastic bags and needing to pay for them. And a percentage of that um, needed to go to a recycling and job creation project. Is anyone up to date with whether that has actually really borne fruit if it is being effectively managed or whether it is just... Um, another added job creation thing that everyone's adding their money to. Ernest from Durbanville. Ernest from Durbanville, I'm sorry to say, yes, I was reporting on these issues back in, I think it was 2002 when that came into effect and, and, and such noble plans to use the levy to create um, in short um, infrastructure that would enable the recycling. Um, and no, for various reasons that hasn't happened. The money, the tax on those bags, um, goes straight into the general fiscus. It is not earmarked not for anything. Okay. No, it's a it's a shocker. Okay, thank you. Another voice note speaking directly to the polystyrene issue. Let's hear it. Um. Hi, Pippa and 
and Wendy. There's also a company, I'm not sure if you've discussed them because I'm just dialing in now, but there's a company in Cape Town called Envirolite and they use recycled polystyrene as aggregate in making concrete blocks. Yes. Um, they are a really incredible company and they're based in Artery, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I don't know if they do collection, but I think you could definitely drop off polystyrene to be recycled with them. Um, it's Envirolite. Thank you. Thanks for, for giving us a good day. the name. Thank for the you. name, yes, yeah. thank you. Which them, escaped we haven't me. remembered the name, so yes. I appreciate that. Okay. Now, Fred has been waiting very patiently on the line from Lakeside with a question about a recycling a different product. Fred, thanks for your patience. Good afternoon. Oh, good afternoon. Um, I'm just uh, concerned about the, the, these batteries that you're supposed to you know, uh, dispose of. And they, most of these are always across the road here. They've done away with the the boxes where you throw the the um, these uh, batteries inside there, and they've also got a, a cavity where you throw all the all the wasted uh, bulbs, you know, yeah. electrical bulbs and that. And somehow they dis- disposed of it, and they don't have it anymore because I think for one reason is that people were throwing disposable nappies and what all in one side, you know, as usual. And uh, but I don't know. There's probably another uh, amount of uh, amount of, all of, of other reasons, you know. But they don't say that. Well, you know, they haven't got any alternative to where you've got to put these things. So I went to some electrical places, Eagle Electric, Retreat Electric. They don't have a, a clue, you know, about uh, taking this back or have any responsibility for uh, maybe putting something outside their places to, to return all the returnable yeah, yeah. stuff because if you get to the, the case of electrical cars, I don't know what they're going to do with all these batteries that they uh, dispose there. We haven't got there yet, but I mean, it's far in the future, but that's just as much as, as um, you know, accountability to as coal to the environment. Fred, that's a very valid point. Wendy, any suggestions for Fred on where to take um, batteries for recycling? I, I, I don't know. I will Disposal. research it. But but we're talking about extended producer responsibility in the various categories. And there's a lighting one, and there's e-waste. I don't know if battery would fall under that. It seems under that. It seems to me it would. Um, and it's. I mean, there there are safety reasons that makes it imperative that the producers take responsibility. It's another example of how early days this legislation is, and, and certainly in terms of compliance, and I will be tracking this, but certainly um, the, the um, producer of the products, um, their local representatives should most definitely be able to um, tell you what to, how to safely um, dispose of them. Uh, so th- the fact that they're not doing that is very worrying indeed. Um, Fred, is Fred still on the line? Uh, no, he's not. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Fred, if you're listening, could you drop us an email and details of the brands and the products involved specifically so that I can follow up and with a bit of luck next week come back and share with the listeners what the response was and what one should be doing with okay, those great. products. Fred, you can pop an email to wendy at nola.co.za K-N-O-W-L-E-R uh, Please note the change in the email address. I know you're used to sending to consumer but Wendy's having a bit of a mailbox uh, challenge at the moment. <laughs> so the best way to reach her is wendy at nola.co.za spelled K-N-O-W-L-E-R Cape Talk. Consumer Talk. Call now on 021 446 0567.
Now, Wendy, interestingly, an email came in this very morning on the subject of uh-huh. packaging, which uh, I thought was worth raising. Belinda mailed us. She's been a long-time Web Africa customer who's been using one of their free-to-use routers for the last 11 years. Wow. And um, she's busy changing service providers because of an upgrade to fibre. And so she decided to, when she cancelled her, her um, contract with Web Africa, return the router, as she knew she had to do within a certain number of days only to be told she's going to be charged for it because she doesn't have the box that it came in. So bearing in mind she's been using it for 11 years, Wendy, their terms and conditions, in fairness, on their website very clearly state that free-to-use routers must be returned in the original condition and packaging. Yeah, so it's I there think in it's black and white. She's saying, say, is it fair? Uh, I fair? think it's fair yeah. to say that they know that the likelihood of somebody having the box 11 years later or three it's years slim later is slim. Yeah. So, you know, so I think that is a... Um, a means of ensuring that you have to end up paying for it. However, she raises, raises an important issue. Um, this is slightly different in that she didn't buy the product and now yeah. um, has, has a problem with it. But um, it's kind of like a bit of a clash with the with the um, advice to send back the packaging because yeah. if something, if the product proves to be defective, not fit for purpose, whatever, within six months of purchase, you have the Section 56 Consumer Protection Act right to send it back um, for your choice of a refund, replacement, or repair. And they, the, the supplier, the, the retailer, may send it off for technical assessment to allow user abuse should they wish to. And they've got to do that process within 10 days. But um, they cannot, within those six months, under CPA warranty, say, we're not going to honor this warranty because you don't have the box. However, from After month seven, months. the voluntary manufacturer um, um, warranty comes into play and they, because it's voluntary, they get to make the terms and conditions, determine them, and they almost always say, um, you must have original packaging. Mm. So, um, so the consumer's really caught between. You are caught. Mm. And, I, and I think a lot of the time as I've just said with with Belinda's case, it's used because those you know, warranties are, uh, you know, go on for, what, three years, one year, two year, whatever it is. The chances, I mean, especially if you live in a small accommodation, if you're in a flat or you, you don't have a storeroom, you've got a tiny garage, you need to get your cars in there, you cannot store every box from every major appliance. I would certainly recommend keeping your laptop boxes and, and, and that kind of thing because it just as annoying as it is. But the large appliance ones... Um, I, I mean, would, who can keep I, a stack I don't of, do it, yeah, and I would boxes. certainly, yeah. if if I had a warranty claim in in month seven, eight, nine, ten, I would certainly um, make a very compelling case for the, for, for them. Actually, they should, yeah. they should. I mean, if even if, if it's a repair, why do you need the box? You know, I, I'll package it so that well, I'll pay for you to package it so that it doesn't uh, um, get damaged on route the, or something like that. Yeah. In the transport process, yeah. yeah. But anyway, it's an interesting one. Um, but yeah. Um, so I mean, should case, Belinda argue back? Um, do you think she's got a leg to stand on, given that it is there in black and white in their terms and conditions? I mean, she's saying, you know, it's been 11 I years. I think she should argue yeah. that the terms and conditions are very consumer unfriendly. Okay. That's what I think she should argue. She hasn't got a legal right because of those those terms and conditions. Oh, but there. Okay. they should certainly, in cases where the product is most obviously in pristine condition. Um well, I mean, at the very at the at, at the very least, take the router back and charge it for the cost An of a new box fee or something. Yes, I mean, really, not for the the entire cost yeah. of having bought uh, the router. Surely, 
Exactly, that would be consumer friendly. But again, a good reason to read the terms and conditions up front and, and argue these things out at the time when they want you to sign up than when you get caught a few years later. Okay. We, it's boring as hell, but, we, you know, they're good, they're, they're, you, you spare yourself all sorts of drama. Okay. Second WhatsApp in from somebody just agreeing on that comment about the Woolworth staff and their quick-to-use plastic approach. Somebody saying, I really agree with that comment. They are quick to use those thin plastic packets for absolutely everything. It is so frustrating because it's like they're behind the curve. Um, Okay, so again, you've got to be, as the consumer, the one thing you can do is say, no, thank you, I don't want the barrier bag. We've said before, Wendy, the barrier bags are there for good reason for some consumers who are traveling on public transport, etc., to protect the integrity of the load of groceries they're carrying. It's essential. But if you don't need them, actively say, I don't want them. Yeah. And, you know, but what do you do with your... While they're being packed. What do you do with your squishy donut? It's a, yeah, well, they should a, have the option of a, pa- a, pa- a pa- paper, paper brown, packet to and offer And the brown you. paper yeah. packet would protect the, pro- the product a bit more anyway. Yeah. As for whether... A, a, a packet, brown, thin brown paper packet with oil and sugar in it will actually end up being recycled. recycled. <laughs> you know, Another question you know, yeah. Recyclable and recycled, as we keep saying, are not the same thing. Okay, Wendy, I mentioned that we were going to talk about the plug issue and this sort of, maybe we can quickly, we've got a two minutes to touch on this. Francois emailed us who had bought an iron from Clix and um, there was a five-year guarantee on the iron um, and they've had an issue with it with the heat regulator uh, button broken. And when he took it back to trick clicks to try and return it, they wouldn't return it because it had been so-called tampered with. He had changed the plug from a two-point plug to a three-point plug. And I'm, I'm mentioning this case because it ties back to what you were saying about warranties and the six months and yes. what are the re- requirements. Because there is actually... It's an uh, interesting case. Yeah, this. it's an interesting one. And and, yeah. and, and timing isn't, in, in, isn't his friend in this one, but... Until around 2015, okay, let me just say the, the, the CPA, um, in terms of consumers' right to, um, to return defective products, it only covers the first six months. So this is February 2020. It, it's way beyond that. Yeah. But it also does say if you've misused the product, if you've misused it or tampered with it, obviously the um, supplier is, is not obliged to take responsibility for anything that happens as a result. So until around 2015, the Ombudsman for Consumer Goods and Services advised we consumers that changing the plug on an appliance did qualify as tempering in terms of the act and that would invalidate your warranty. But um, around that time, I had an engagement with a then ombudsman and he said that um, taking following the lead of consumer protection agencies in New Zealand, um, changing a plug does not automatically invalidate a warranty, not unless it can be proved that the attaching of a new plug caused the problem. Ah. And in Francois's case... And we can all relate to this. That little two-pointer was kept falling out. Yes, and that's why. And that's not the cause of the issue it's with not, the iron. Wasn't it's the a cause totally of the different issue. issue. It's a broken. So, button. but unfortunately yeah. for him, it's way out of that the, the warranty warranty period period that the CPA covers. So, um, but I think it's 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 useful for other people to know that if they have a product go wrong in six months, they've changed the plug. You can um, still take it back. Yes. You can still take it back unless your dodgy wiring obviously caused is the cause of the problem. Yes, in which case you'd have to be a very bolshy 
um, um, <laughs> customer, customer to get away to, with it. To, audacious, yeah, to do that. But I suppose there are the, some. They are out there, Wendy, yes. but thanks. Okay, so changing the plugs does no longer automatically Automatic. void That's the warranty the is the bottom line. Yeah. Uh, if it's not the cause of the issue, you can still argue for your right to a return or repair or replacement. Uh, okay, Wendy, just like that, our time is up. Is Thank it? you so much for, for joining us, as always. <laughs> and a reminder, if you are wanting to raise a case with Wendy, please do so for the time being by emailing wendy at nola.co.za, K-N-O-W-L-E-R.